Thanks for checking out Discover Church and our podcast this week. We continue our series of how to live through a bad day with Pastor Curtis Jones. We hope if you get the chance to join us one upcoming Sunday at our 10 a.m. worship experience at Sussex Central High School. Man, good morning, everyone. Oh, come on. You can do better than that after that time of worship. Good morning. It is good to see you. Uh, if you would, do me a big favor. I know that they are literally making their way around uh, the building right now, but uh, let them know that you appreciate the Delmarva Christian High School worship team. Give them a clap this morning. I mean, it, uh, it truly is uh, wonderful to know uh, that, uh, that we have young people, not only part of D.C., but outside D.C., outside Discover Church here that are excited and serving God, and uh, I just want to say that, uh, that that is so great to have them, and uh, I was really honored that they, uh, that they agreed to come and join us this morning, and uh, I hope that you uh, definitely enjoyed their time. Well, if this is your very first time here with us this morning at Discover Church, I just want to say welcome. Thank you so very much for being with us. Uh, my name is Curtis Jones. I'm my wife, Amy and the rest of our entire uh, team here at Discover Church. We just want to thank you and welcome you for being with us. Uh, and uh, we just want to let you know that when you came in, hopefully you received a worship guide. And inside that worship guide, if you open that up, you're going to see that there is a connection card attached to that. And uh, if uh, this morning you would take the opportunity to fill that out, you could put that in the offering at the end of service, or you can give it to one of our Go Team members as you leave today, as you're making your way out. Uh, when you do that, we have a gift that we want to give to you just for being with us today, just to say thank you so very much uh, for, for coming and waking up on a Sunday morning and spending time here at Discover Church with us, and we're so excited for that. We also want to let you know if this is your first time here, or maybe you've been here before, this is kind of your reminder, we have a check-in challenge, and what our check-in challenge is, is through Facebook or Instagram, if you go on and you tag and you check in and say that you're at Discover Church, every time you do that on a Sunday morning, you're going to make a difference in somebody's life. And this month, we're actually partnering with a local homeless shelter so that every few check-ins that we get, the more that we do this, guess what? You're going to help provide a night for someone in a shelter. And listen, I know that the, the days and the times are warming up, but it is so we are so grateful for some of our partner ministries around Sussex County and even in Georgetown here that actually take the time to open up all winter long and to be able to serve uh, the population here in Sussex County in that way. So you can make a difference by doing that just by checking in. And uh, I, we're going to get ready. I'm going to jump into today. But before I do that, I have one real quick thing I want to let you know about today. Uh, we're doing kind of a surprise day. We have some surprise visitors, some special guests. So we're also doing a little bit of a surprise, what I'm calling Church Swag Day. Because who doesn't like free swag? Do you like free swag? Yeah, of course you do. Absolutely. So listen, on Church Free Swag Day, basically, we have all of the Discover Church items that we have that we possess, basically, that we have brought with you to share with you, for you. If you like, uh, if maybe you're one of those people, you don't like having the plastic shopping bags and you like the cloth ones, well, guess what? We have a slick Discover Church shopping bag that you can go as you're going through Walmart, trying to keep saved and keep Jesus with you at all times, right? You can look at the Discover Church bag and remember that. 
Or maybe you never know, you might bump into somebody and say, hey, what's that? And you get a chance to share with them. We also have some of the very coveted Discover Church t-shirts that say we are 4DE on the front, say Discover Church on the back. They are free to you today if you're interested in them. We also, because we ran out of these, we also have some uh, great logos uh, for your car or everywhere else you want to stick. We have both the vinyl decal and the ones that are magnetic to stick to if you're interested in those. So we're appreciative of all of our Discover Church family, and we're so glad that you uh, are willing to help spread uh, the love that you do through Discover Church, and one of the ways you do that is uh, is when you wear some of the swag that we have out and about throughout the community. So make sure you take the opportunity to pick those up before you leave today and uh, and, and enjoy those this week. But uh, we're actually in the middle of a series here, if you're uh, just joining us, we're in the middle of a series called How to Get Through a Bad Day, How to Live Through the Bad Day. And basically what we're doing is we're taking uh, here a couple weeks before Easter, and we're getting ready for Easter because we're looking at some statements that Jesus made while he was up on the cross and even just before that. So we've had some special guest speakers throughout the way. Miss Tracy shared a few weeks ago about the, the Last Supper. We had the opportunity to take communion. Last week, uh, I spoke a little bit about the fact that Jesus, while he was having his bad day on the cross, he had two guys that were having the same kind of bad day right next to him. And one of them had a different approach in the way he talked to Jesus than the other one did. And Jesus had some really great great words to tell him. If you missed any of the past uh, past messages for this series, make sure you can check them out at discoverchurch.cc. You can hear that under the uh, under the messages tab there. But we're going to get into this week, and, and we're going to do this by kind of what we're calling our theme verse uh, for, for this series, and that is found in Hebrews chapter 12. If you're following all, along with us, whether you have a paper Bible, if you don't, I want to encourage you to download the Version app on your phone, and you can follow along with us. You can highlight and make notes in that app as well, so it's a great one to keep with you. But uh, in Hebrews chapter 12, starting in verse 2, it says this. He says, keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race that we're in. So he, he began and finished not just the race of life that we're in, but he was in a, a, a statement of faith, right, that Jesus lived and he began and he finished it. And then we're to do what? We're to study how he did this. It says because he never lost sight of where he was headed. He says that exhilarating uh, finish in and with God. It says that he could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever, and now he's there in a place of honor, right alongside God. So we're taking a look here, and a couple weeks before Easter, and as we prepare for that, we've got some really amazing stuff for Easter, by the way. It's going to be legit. We've got the photo booth happening. We've got a ton of great stuff happening with DC Kids. It's going to be a great time. But as we're preparing for Easter, right, and it's not all about eggs and candy, but as we prepare for Easter and what Jesus did and celebrating what he did, we wanted to take the opportunity to kind of look back and see what are some things that Jesus did in this ultimate time of what we're calling his bad day. And we're going to look at another statement here, and you'll know that we kind of issued, I issued a little bit of a challenge through this series to say if you've never taken the time, or maybe if you would do it again if you have, take the time, take the time and read the Gospels with us for this entire series. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the New Testament. And all you'd have to do is read, and now you'd probably have to read a little bit more to keep up with this, but you, you read about three Maybe four verses now, and guess what? You could finish three or four verses a day. You should be able to finish the Gospels and the accounts of Jesus in the New Testament by the time 
that Easter comes around. And it's a great opportunity because we're going to be in today one of those Gospels. We're going to look in the Gospel of John. If you want to flip there with me, it's going to be John chapter 19. All right, and in John chapter 19, Jesus is again, we find him, he's still in the midst of the bad day. He's on the cross, and while he's on the cross, he gives some instruction that we're going to break down today. So John chapter 19, verse 25 says this, it says, Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. And it says in verse 26 that when Jesus saw his mother there, and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, he said, here is your mother. And from that time on, the disciple took her into his home. Now, what you're going to find here is maybe you're looking at this and kind of reading this statement saying, well, what, what is the big deal? What is happening here? Well, what we're finding is that, first off, uh, Jesus is on the cross in intense pain, intense agony, right? But at the same time, he looks down from this pain that he's in, and he sees his family. He sees both his physical family, and he also sees his spiritual family. He sees the, some of the disciples that are there. And, and, and so what it is, is he sees when it says that uh, the, the disciple that he loved, this is the John, that is, is this man that he's talking to. And we have the four women and John that are there. And, jo and Jesus is looking down from the cross, recognizing that, guess what? That someone is going to need to make sure that his mother is taken care of. Somebody, he wanted to make sure that in his, uh, even when he knew that he was going to be gone, that guess what? That his stuff was taken care of. His people were going to be taken care of. And he took the opportunity and the time in the midst of all this pain and all this agony. And he's thinking about not just, not himself, but he's thinking about someone else's future, their destiny, where they're going to be, who's going to take care of them. And he looks ahead and he says, you know what, I want to give a little bit of instruction here. And he, and he says this. Now, I want to let you know that uh, when I'm in pain, I struggle with this, okay? And, uh, both in the, the literal sense and, and the emotional and everything else sense. Because how many of you know, men, we're just not naturally good with pain, are we? We're, no, we're not. And, and, and if you don't believe me, I think we have a little clip or a little slide to put up here. That uh, this is uh, during labor uh, the pain is so great that a woman can almost imagine what a man feels like when he has a fever, right? Because we recognize that a lot of times, in fact, I seriously just had a conversation last week with somebody who says, yes, he's dying. He's, a, he's got a fever. He just can't, he's never going to make it. He's just going to die. He, that's what he feels like. Men, we just aren't naturally, we don't all the time take this very well. But the simple fact is this, is that I, I, I myself struggle with this because when you experience pain, what happens, we, a lot of times we want to turn in and self-focus, and when we self-focus on that, it kind of blinds us and, and it causes us not to be able to see through it. But Jesus, really what he wants to show us here is that, you know, even when you're going through your bad day, one of the things that we should be able to do when we trust and we're fully secure in him is we should be able to look around and make sure that those around us are taken care of, whether the people that are near us, that we can take care of them. And, you know, we, we all have bad days, and, and, and our bad days might look different. You know, your bad day might not be my bad day. You know, for some people, you know, it, it's you fail the exam or if your team loses. Uh, for some people, you get a bad email or, or you, you have to deal with the really annoying person that you can't stand. 
Some, some of you, you lose your phone. How many of you ever had the bad day when you lose your phone, okay? I, I did this one not that long ago. I, I didn't lose my phone, but I, I left it home, and like then I drove forever away from it, and then you feel naked and lonely and vulnerable, and you don't know what you're going to do, right? You have to, so sure enough, I had to come all the way back home for it. Some of us, our bad day looks like when your car breaks down or you get that big bill, or how many of you have ever had this where you just wake up in a bad mood? You ever done that? You, you ever had your bad mood days? I, I was going to say, like, it's just one of those ones, uh, you know, especially the more people you get in your house. And you start to notice when they just get in the bad mood. You know, they, they just got up on the wrong side of the bed, even though the, the side of the bed they get up is the same every single day. But they just, they can't take it. And, and, and they get through this, they get in this mood and, and they can't figure out what's happening. For some of us, though, one of the things that we do, and, 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 and I've, I've been guilty of this in the past, is, is we take and we tie our value to the work in which we're doing. So then when the work in which we're doing doesn't turn out the way we think it should or the way we want it to, then what happens? We're down and we feel, feel bad on ourselves and we get into our mood. This can happen at school. This can happen at work. This can happen in your family. It, it, we, when we tie our work to our worth, you know, and then oftentimes what happens is when we experience the pain or when we get in the bad mood or we deal with the, the, the suffering of it all, what do we do? We don't look out for other people, but we pass that pain and that, 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 uh, that, that, all those feelings, we pass that on to someone else. We pass it on to those around us. Um, I, I'm going to tell you a story real quick. And, and in the last place uh, that I had the, the uh, wonderful opportunity to serve on staff to be a pastor at full time, uh, uh, we had, I was in charge of facilities and maintenance and, and like a long page list of other things. And uh, one Sunday, I'll never forget this for my entire life, I'll never forget this because this was just, you couldn't make this up. Uh, one Sunday, it was in the middle of winter, uh, we had some issues sometimes with uh, pipes kind of wanting to act up or freeze a little bit, you know, bad insulation type of stuff. And I will never forget one Sunday morning, when the worship team literally strummed the guitar for the very first time, one of those said pipes that had froze decided to explode right as service just took off. And we're not talking, folks, about a little trickle or a little drip of water. We're talking buckets and gallons of water. And now I, like I am most times, I'm looking very nice. I had my jacket on. I had my nice dress shoes on. And here I am slopping through thick piles of water trying to shove this water and get it out any way we could while we're getting it all shut down and at the same time not disrupt what was happening uh, in service as the service was going on and I can just remember that at the same time some of the guys that were there they were helping me some of them thought this was the funniest thing ever they just like you know you this is the this is amazing you know what I mean we got a swimming pool in the middle of the church now and then others of them weren't so I was not really so amused at the time you know what I mean because I'm just thinking of all that uh, all the process of the problem that it is and, and what uh, it's easy for, for for us to do sometimes is to do that right but here's what was happening and and here's what I want you to understand is you can focus on the problem of the water leak and in the in the, the plumbing but at the same time right around the corner you know what was happening happening God was ministering and he was speaking to people at the same time at the same time I was in the middle of a mess guess what God was still speaking and he's still speaking to you on these bad days but the problem is is we get so concerned about 
about the water that we're standing in and the mess that we're in that we refuse to see his voice through all of it. He, we, we, we refuse to see how he's speaking to each and every one of us. Jesus, in the midst of his bad day, one of the exciting things is, is Jesus wants us to realize through last week's message and this week's, that guess what? When we're in the midst of it, he says that, listen, you're not alone. You think that you're out on that island by yourself, that you have to fight the battle by yourself, that you have to do everything all by yourself. But he says, guess what? You are not alone because you have family there with you. And even, listen, you're saying today, but no, I don't really have any family. Yes, you do because you're here and at Discover Church, uh, we have a saying that we are, you're my people and I, I am yours. And, and we are family together. We come together and we help and hold each other and lift each other up. And so guess what? You are never alone, never, ever alone. You always have God with you. You always have your people with you that continue to pour in. In 2 Peter, it says this, 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 3, says, By his divine power, God has given us everything that we need to live a godly life. I know sometimes it doesn't feel that way, but that's what it says. It says, we have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. I wanted to take for just a few minutes here to, this morning, and, and I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about four things that in the midst of our bad day, we need to be aware of. Four things that we need to be aware of because if we don't recognize these four things, that what's going to happen in the midst of the day that we get, what we're going to do is we're going to, instead of looking out for other people, we're going to deflect the pain that we have onto other people if we don't recognize these. Some of them are going to be kind of duh, but some of them are still inflective points that I think we got to kind of take it just a second here to, to talk about and to think about this morning. The first one is this one, and this one is kind of like a duh, but how many times we ever actually do this? Is that we need to identify what the real problem is. We have to identify what the real problem is because, because again, sometimes there is a cause, there's, there's an easily accessible point of the cause, right? Sometimes you, you get in the day because of the bill for this that you didn't plan for, and, and it's an easy... It's an easily identifiable thing, but sometimes, sometimes what you're going to find, especially if you can find that your day turns into days or weeks or a, a longer extended period of time, what we have to realize is sometimes the root problem isn't always like, it's not right there. It's not su super easy to find. Sometimes we actually have to take the time to, to kind of identify inside of ourselves exactly what is going on. And one of the things, and this, again, I, I love when I can share real-life stories because this, this actually happened uh, to me a little bit last week, uh, in this past week. So in this past week, I, I kind of got a message that uh, I wasn't overly upset about, but I was a little bit upset about. It wasn't like the end of the world. And I had somebody that basically came and relayed this exact scripture that I'm going to read to you right now out of Ephesians 6. Uh, they said it uh, very eloquently, but they, they didn't quote it. But this is, this is the concept that they were coming from, is that guess what? It says, for your struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Sometimes, listen, sometimes it's not, it's not just the bad day, right? 
there's actually spiritual forces that are, are coming into play. And I say, uh, some of you now are kind of saying, yeah, but you're going to get a little kooky on me here talking about spiritual forces and stuff. But listen, I want to recognize, we've got to take a second and recognize that if we can accept God, and if we can accept God that creates the earth, and we can accept God that creates us, and God that gives life to us, and we can accept the fact that he can do all the things, and you can accept that heaven can be the eternal, an eternal reward for those of us who proclaim Jesus Christ, right? Heaven is a spiritual area. It's, it's, a, it's a thing for us that is beyond the flesh in which we live, isn't it? It's beyond us. It's, it's something more than what we can comprehend or compare to. Sometimes we recognize and we realize that, guess what? The thing that we're in, the, 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 the problem, the ident to identify the problem, it's not a physical thing. It's not your car breaking down because you know that your car is going to break down. It's going to happen. My wife gets mad with me sometimes because the, uh, you get a light comes on in the car. She's like, are you going to take care of that? Oh, it's okay. It's going to happen, right? It, it, stuff happens, right? It's going to happen. But guess what? We, we allow stuff to affect us, and it affects us in a spiritual way. And the problem is when it affects us in a spiritual way, many times we do not see it. Now, listen, at the same point, I, I also want to point out that I'm not one of these people that blames the devil for every single thing, okay? I'm not going to blame the devil because it was windy the past couple of days, all right? It, it was windy. It was, it was what it was. So, so I'm not saying that there's a devil under every single rock, but there is at the same point, there's many times when we refuse to uh, allow ourselves to understand that there is a spiritual component to the moods and the problems sometimes that we face. Now, have you ever been uh, to the, the emergency walk-in clinic or uh, maybe the, to the hospital? And you, maybe you didn't get this scale, but you've seen it plastered. You ever seen the 1, two, the one through 10 scale? I think, do we have that picture? That, can, I th can we throw that up there? The 1 through 10 uh, scale. I love, I love when, we get, when you get to see the 1 through 10 picture of the scale. And, and, and so sometimes what happens is we, when we want to identify the problem, we instinctively... We go full tilt, right? We don't think our problems like the one to three or the four to six, but oh no, no, oh heck no, man. We're jumping all the way, nine to ten, pain and agony. Life is about to end as we know it, don't we? It's so often that we do that. But then when we actually take the moment to break it down, to, to really identify the situation, we find out that what? That it's really probably not a 9 or 10. And then you say, well, maybe it's a 6 or 7. And then as you process it out, well, nobody died. You know, it, 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 this isn't like a critical function. You know what I mean? It, like, it's okay. So then you, you're able to slowly work your way back down when you identify the situation, identify the problem, to realize that your problem, which you thought was a 9 or 10, is really like a two, three, you know, maybe a one. Maybe it's really not even an issue at all. The second thing that I want to point out to you, and this is uh, one that we all can get into, is to avoid the pity party. Ever have the pity party? Ever you get the pity party out, and then uh, the, the only problem with the pity party is that you find that normally you're the only one that shows up. You're the only one that comes to the pity party because everything else seems, uh, seems to be, seems to be uh, nobody else's problem there. In our, in our worst moments, though, God doesn't want us to wallow in the pity of our party, but he wants us to allow ourselves to identify it and to move on from there. The problem that happens when we throw ourselves the pity party many times is the fact that we get stuck. And there is no worse thing, in my, in my opinion, than when you get stuck in your own self-wallow because it's so hard to break that cycle and to get out of that mood.
Now listen, I've been in some places before and I've been stuck, stuck before. But one of the times I think I remember being the stuck the most, I was with my wife and we were in the back field somewhere uh, and, and we would decided to go, we, there was a couple other people with us and we decided to go, uh, we'll say off-roading, we're going to use that term very loosely because we went off-roading in a, I think it was like a 96 Ford Escort. And let me tell you, if you've never been off-roading in a 96 Ford Escort, then you're not living life, okay? And I'll remember that this 96 Ford Escort, we went off-roading in it, and, and I remember that there was a, a, a big giant puddle in front of this uh, dirt road that we were driving through, and it was one of those ones that had standing water, and you're like, we can make it through that. And as you can imagine, we revved up and we start going, and you know what happened? I bet you we didn't even make it halfway. And then all of a sudden, she sunk, and she sunk deep. She sunk so deep that when you opened up the door, guess what? That water was right there about to cascade in the car. And she got stuck. And let me tell you, you want to know, it, it takes a little bit to get a car that stuck out. It takes sometimes in our lives when we get that stuck, sometimes it takes a little bit of a jolt. And it's what you know what it's going to take to get you unstuck sometimes? It's going to take something that's got a little bit more power than you do. So I didn't have to go get another Ford Escort to get the Ford Escort out. No, what we had to do, we had to go get something a little bit bigger, something that had a little bit more oomph behind it. And when we did that, guess what? We got her yanked out of there. And I, I don't even think we lost anything in the meanwhile. The seat belts. Oh, you lost your shoe. Well, that doesn't count. That's, that's, that was a bonus. If you ever had one of those Ford Escorts, that was one of the ones with the sliding seat belt. That was the worst thing ever. The devil invented that sliding seat belt, okay? I just want to let you know that is of the devil because it would come and cut you right in the throat every single time. Some of you younger ones, you have no idea what that is. It's okay. Just be glad you didn't have to see that struggle, Okay? But what happens is we get stuck, and we get stuck, and then we need that extra strength, that extra power to get us out. And it tells us how to do it in 1 Peter 5, 7. It says this, that we're supposed to cast our anxiety on him because he cares for you. You're able to cast that anxiety. You're able to cast all that stuff off of you on to him because guess what? We were not intended to carry that load to begin with. You were never meant to be there. That Ford Escort was never intended to be on the road that it was on. It wasn't designed for that. It was designed, well, it wasn't, we'll say highway traffic. That's what it was designed for, even then that's a loose term. But listen, guess what? You were not designed for some of the stuff that we go through. The fact of the matter is, is we do it to ourselves. We don't, we're not willingly allowing God to come in to release the burden from us because we don't take the opportunity to give it to him. The third one is this, is to live a connected life. Live a connected life. And Jesus actually did this himself, and he did this literally while he was on the cross because Jesus, while he was on the cross, took the opportunity to connect two people. He connected his wife, or his, his mother Mary, to John. He connected Mary to John, and when he connected these two people together, that guess what? They formed a new group. Listen, we have small groups here. In fact, we have a really great one coming up this Friday night that we'd encourage you to come to in the Millsboro area, and we're getting ready to launch new ones in our next uh, series soon. But listen, we got to realize that we have to be connected. 
When we say that I'm your people and you're my people and, and at Discover Church we're a family, listen, we can only be a family, we can only be connected if we actually take the time to spend time together. Now listen, Sunday morning is great, and I love seeing your smiling faces on Sunday morning, but guess what? I like you so much, I actually want to see you more. Now when's the last time somebody told you that? I was going to say, I bet it's been a while, wasn't it? Uh, your wife or your husband might not even say that to you. That's okay. Listen, I like you so much, I want to see you more. And guess what? The other people that help to lead our small groups, they like you so much, they want to see you too. And, and, and it's amazing that we have the opportunity to be connected to help encourage and lift one, each other, one another up. And so often we, we refuse that because we want to be kind of secluded and off to ourselves. It says in Romans 15, verses 5 and 6, it says, May the God that gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had. What is the same attitude in mind that which Christ Jesus had here? He had the attitude in mind to connect people, to bring people together. He says in verse 6, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to ask you if the worship team, if you guys could get ready to come back up. This is my last point. And I try to avoid at all costs what I consider ch cheesy Christian puns, okay? I, I want to let you know, I try to avoid them. But this one just, it works. It's, it's just practical and it's functional. And the fourth one is this, is we have to actually take the time to look to the sun. Not the S-U-N, but the S-O-N. We have to actually take the time to look to him because... It says this in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 2-3. It says that we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. He, what does he do? He, he's the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of, the, uh, because of waiting on him, he endured the cross. He disregarded its shame. And now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. It says, and then, guess what? When we do that, we won't become weary and we won't give up. I want to let you know today, this morning, that hope and healing, hope and healing really comes from him. It comes from Jesus Christ, the Son. It, it, it's one of those things to where sometimes we, you know, we get in our bad moods, we have things happen to us, and, and we feel like for us to get out of that, we, we don't see the path. It looks to us like a giant maze, and everywhere we look is a dead end. But today, I, I want to really encourage you and let you know that guess what? When, when you look ahead and you see the maze, and you, and, you, and you feel like you can't make it through because you can't see any which way, well, here's the, the first thing we got to recognize we got to recognize that when we're in those situations, we're trying to lead it by our own sight, by what we see and what we feel, what we think. And the real root to that problem is, is that we're not actually doing what Jesus did. We're not actually looking to the higher power. you got to find something bigger to get the escort out, folks. we got to find something bigger. you got to get something with a little bit more kick to get out of that spot. When we... When we take the opportunity and we, we really look and we see Jesus and who he is and, and what he is and the way he lives, then guess what it allows us to do? 
It allows us to, when we, when we think we see the scale of 1 to 10, and we think that the, uh, we're at, at the highest end of that scale, and we think the world is coming to crash down around us, what we're going to find is that, guess what? He helps us to realize it's not the 10, it's, it's not the 9, it's not even an 8 or a 7. It's somewhere down on the other end of it because guess what? You're able to cast and turn all that stuff over to him. I want to invite you, would you stand with me this morning? I fully recognize that today there might be some people in here that have, they say, man, I... I, I'm living this. I'm living the bad, the bad day. I, I, I feel like I'm living it, but I'm not living through it. And I want to let you know that today there is hope. There is hope. There is life. There is peace. There is joy. All of these things that we, that we talk about, that you read through Scripture, there is all of these things and more, so much more. It says in Scripture that, guess what? Jesus did not just come so that we could live, but so that we could live more abundantly. We could have fuller life. We could have more to it. He's calling that to each and every one of us today. I want to ask if you would, would you just close your eyes for just a second? If today, I just want to invite you, if that's you, if maybe you feel like, you're living the bad day, but you're not living through it. I just want to invite you just to lift up that hand today. It's okay. You are not alone. I want to let you know that you, this is today. This is not a situation or a place where you have to feel ashamed. Listen, I'll, I'll let you know I, I messed up in the past. I, I mess up on a weekly basis, on a daily basis it feels like most of the time. I see those hands. I want to let you know today that you are loved you are loved so much more than you, you can comprehend. Your love, the, the love that is attributed to you is not tied to you because of your work, because of what you do. It's because of who you are and the fact that God says that you are his son and that you are his daughter. And he says that, guess what? I love you when you're stuck in the deepest pit. I love you when you, when you just feel like you don't know what to do. I love you. I love you when you're on the mountaintops, when you feel like you're so close to me that you can touch me. I love you when you're every stage in the middle there. Take the opportunity today, if we can, church, and just let's open up to him. Say, Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray right now that you would speak to your people. Speak to me, Father God. Speak to our hearts and our minds, Father. Lord God, allow us, Father God, to realize the love that you have for us. Lord God, allow us to understand that we are your sons and we are your daughters. And, and there's nothing that we have to do to earn that, Father God. You've already said it, Father. Lord, if there's anyone here that does not, has not taken the opportunity or the time to recognize that Jesus Christ is their Savior is the one who can help turn their life around and get us unstuck, to get us through the bad day, Father. Lord, today is that day. If that is you today, if you're in this place, I just want to encourage you. It is so easy. It is so easy to take this step. You just call out to him. Say, Jesus, I ask that you forgive me of my sin. I ask that you forgive me of, of all, my, all my past, 
all my failures. And Lord, and this is the most important part, you say, Lord, I pray right now that you help to, to lead me to live a different life. That you will help lead me in a way that's not the way I've been living it, but that I can live a new life in you. Father, we just want to thank you. We want to thank you. We give you the praise, the honor, and the glory today. We're going to take some moment. We're going to take a moment here. We're going to continue to worship. I just want to let you know that the, this front area here, we consider this our altar area here. This area is open. If you want to come down and you just want to pray, you just want to seek, I encourage you to do that today. We'll have people from the prayer team that will pray with you. We want to stand with you. We want to help connect you so that you realize that you are part of the family of God this morning. Continue to worship with